two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It is my pleasure to be with you on a Balls Wednesday. How you doing? Buddy, all right? Having a good day? Bad day? I don't know. I'm having an okay day. A little frustrated yesterday with uh, some of those. By the way, play the clip, Tom. I know right off the bat. Here I go. I got you, I got you working right out the gates here this hour. Because somebody emailed me and said that Alfred didn't say we want to stay. I will grant that person this. He said it meekly, like he didn't believe it, like he knew he shouldn't be saying it. Listen to it closely, because I honestly think you can hear his second thoughts as he's saying it, realizing that it's a bit over the top. That's my point here. Here it is. We turned it up. This is him yesterday. We're really thrilled about being in the league and competing for championships. And you look at what we do in Olympic sports, and you know that's big at Florida State. And you look at the ACC, and it's championships. We win more championships than anyone, any conference. So it's we're very thrilled about being in this league, and we want to stay. Ooh, that's that was great. How about that at the end? We're very thrilled about being in this league, and we want to stay. <laughs> that last little party, he was like, "What am I saying?" Why did I say that? That's crazy. I don't believe that. You know I don't believe that. I should never be saying that. I'm about to say something I don't believe at all, and you guys know it. So I'm going to whisper it. I'm going to whisper it. We won't stay. You know, Ted, I always enjoy coming to your Christmas parties every year. and Can't you know, wait for next year. It's just, this, it's just such a good time. We talk about you know, things that I really want to talk about, like fellowship and togetherness. Mm. And we, don't, we turn the TVs off. We put our phones away. We listen to... AC music, you know, this is AC top 40. I just want to stay. I mean, oh, well, I guess I will. You know yeah. what? I guess I'm going to have to go grab some more punch. Yeah. Let me yeah. grab some more yeah. punch. Sugar-free. Can't sugar wait. Free. Good sugar-free punch. We love it here in the ACC, and we want to. Oh, my God, my, my tongue has gotten away from me. Listen to me here talking about this nonsense like I want to be here. You guys, we both know I don't want to be here. I'd pee on Jim's face if I could right now. I hate him. I hate him. I hate most of the people here. See, it's gotten away from me. It's all falling to pieces. I better leave. I better leave. I better leave. I, I think I've gotten, I say I want to stay, but I don't want to stay. You know that. I hate this place. I hate you. If you think I'm talking to you directly, yeah, I am. I am. I am. I hate all of you. Wake Forest, Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, especially Miami. I hate all you sons of bitches. And I hate Jim Flips. His name's Phillips, but I barely pronounce it. Flips. I hate Jim. I flip him off. He's weak. We win more championships than anyone in any conference. So it's we're very thrilled about being in this league, and we want to stay. And we want to stay. Babe, remember I told you we're going to Carol's tonight for that get What? No, I don't remember that. What are you talking about? You said you would go with me to Carol's. We're having the casserole. You're going to say, who's Carol? Stan's wife. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll have a blast. I want to stay. Can't wait. Actually, guys. Casserole and carols, everybody. Wasn't that a great casserole? We're actually going to pull out the Monopoly board. Oh, what do you say? Oh, my God. Nothing like three to four hours of playing Monopoly. Staring death rays through my wife. Do you want to stay? We'd love to. 
Can I be the thimble? <laughs> I don't know why I've just always wanted to be the thimble. Could you fill it up with some booze while you're at it? Even Heroin. a little bit. Something to end this night a little quicker. Yeah. <laughs> He's somebody said he, his voice trailed off because it was throw up in his mouth. Oh, my goodness. We do play double your money on go. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? <laughs> oh, we could play that clip. Mm. An all-timer. <clears throat> yeah, the, the that was up. We're going to have to keep that sound bite from here on out, by the way. When when any when Just anything comes cut it down up, a little yeah, bit more. anything that we don't like want to be part of that we have to be part of, you can just play that clip of him at the end. Like, you want to stay? We love it here. But you want to stay? What? Nothing. <laughs> any conference, so it's we're very thrilled about being in this league, and we want to stay. And we want to stay. For about another five minutes. <laughs> he laughs and does some points and runs out the building. How great would that be? Oh, boy. How long until the FSU Christmas tree is seen on the curb at the ACC headquarters? That would be great. Adorned garnet and gold. Seminole head atop as the star left there on the curb. Well, at ACC headquarters. It's laid down. You got to respect the logo. But I, I do think that if this athletic department really wanted to get the fan base going with a viral moment, they could do that and lay the tree at the feet of the Bobby statue. So if some, I mean, people walk by there all the time, students taking classes still in that building. Why is there a Christmas tree and the kids wouldn't get it? But the moment that goes on social, everybody would go, Oh my God, they've done it. They've done it. They've left. Oh yeah. Well, the tree represents so much. And there's a note on the tree. And the note says press conference at 4 p.m. And you just say, it's real. You'd take that picture and you'd put it on your Christmas tree as a new ornament. That Christmas tree laying there representing all that we know that it did in that moment would be then on your Christmas tree forevermore. You know, it's weird. I still like for Easter to do the eggs. Oh, it's, it's a soothing experience. It is a soothing experience. With the little, that egg holder thing has never changed. It's still flimsy. It's still sorrier than hell. It's still way too malleable. But there's something about it that when you hold it and you dip it into the coloring, you're like, oh, that's going to be a yellow egg any second. I love it. Do you know who needs to get involved with that particular invention, that flimsy thing? Is the people who made the to-go and the pizza little triangles. Right. Yeah, the very rich individual who figured out this would keep your pizza in place. Right. The integrity of the box mm. must stand, man. Mm. Yeah. Can't have it all mushy and sliding all over the joint. They got to call that person in for the Easter season. They could make a better egg holder. They could do it. That thing still sucks. I, I haven't yep. used one that's sturdy, and I don't know. I mean, you know, kids are older these days. But Somebody still. always breaks down and says, ah, I'm getting a spoon. It'll yeah. be easier. Yeah. It'll be way easier. <laughs> PGA Championship tomorrow. What say you? Where's the money? Where are we going, baby? So Zach Johnson today uh, complained that the the course has been lost, that the PGA has lost the course, and so it's going to be too difficult. The problem is it's Zach Johnson. (laughs) So nobody heard him. 
They just I can't get it within two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want, from Zach. Me. Part of the problem you're having is that your prodigious drive of a buck eighty seven required you to hit driver off the deck on this next on that par four. But that does inform the way I would draft a team for this because if it is going to be a U.S. Open like PGA Championship. And the PGA Championship could be a race to 24 under, or it could be like a U.S. Open. They've been both. Lately, it's been more a race to minus eight. Yeah. Uh, I think, judging by the players' comments about the greens, players love how smooth the greens are. They've, con- uh, they've converted them to bent grass, which yeah. is, I yeah. mean, that is the smoothest of the smooth. So I don't think a bad putter gets eliminated here because these guys are all different shades of good on the greens. And if you're telling me that there's no Poe, and weirdness from five feet. If you could see it, you read it and you hit it. I'd rather favor the long hitters and the guys who are really good strokes gained approach. But I, it's T and strokes gained approach. I think they're the top two. And then the other third part of it is uh, fairway accuracy. Oddly, uh, I, I looked up some numbers yesterday because I'm going to gamble a lot. I'm spending lots of money on this PGA Championship. That's interesting because this is a tough one. When you have a novel course, you know, long and straight. Right, but they've redone it since 2013. They've completely revamped it. The bunkers are different. Since Duffner won it. that's It was Duffner and McKeel have yeah. won it this hallowed yeah. area. Yeah, You know, Nicholas won in 1980 and, and Lee Trevino not too long before him. Yeah. Right. And then it went from the titans of the game winning here to who? And I think they're trying to fix that, make the course more apt to produce a name for a champion. Well, they brought in the, the Fazios. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, this course is getting too easy. We got to muck it up. Do something a little bit different. So they did. Homa putts really well on on bent, just so you know, really well. Um, I don't know. I think it's in, I think it's going to be an interesting major. I do think what the majors have done over the last several years is produce an elite player, meaning we're not getting weird winners at majors right now. I mean, John Rahm just won the Masters. It it went chalk, <laughs> you know. And Rom should play well here. Yeah, and even the second tier guys, you know, yeah. in the last five years, like Shane Lowry, for example, is a good player. Uh, he, Top twenty-five player in the world. It's yeah. about time, you know. If Tony, yeah. if Tony Finau were to win this week, it's about time. It wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah. If is Xander Schauffele won this week, it would not be shocking, right? It's about time. So what I've seen is once again with the weather draw, it looks like late Thursday, early Friday is the harder part of the two. If you're early Friday and early Thursday and late Friday, you're going to probably have maybe a stroke or two advantage. And I think this is going to be that narrow of a margin. So I try to keep my picks guys who go out early tomorrow and then play in the afternoon on Friday. Man, you can, if you're trying to find value on winners, and it's hard to do because obviously you have to pick somebody to beat the field, and even picking Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm is, you know, unlikely to occur. You'd get plus 650, plus 700, uh, respectively, there. But if you want to go further down the list of guys that are hitting it straight and accurately right now, you can get some real nice money on plus 2,800 Jason Day. Plus 2,800. Back-to-back weeks. Sometimes Fresh off I, a win. I'm leery of that. I could be leery of it, but I, I don't know. Uh, Sung J.M. hits it straight as a button. Yep, that's one of my guys. And he's plus 3,500. Max Homa, when he's right, at plus 4,000. Hideki Matsuyama at plus 5,500. Guys who keep it in the fairway so, and have the requisite length as well. When you're putting together a DraftKings lineup, for example, mm-hmm. you, you've got to take a flyer on somebody. That's just the way it's designed. Uh, so the flyer I took was on Joaquin Neiman. I think he's, his game is suited for what this course is asking. 
But the guy, I like Sanjay M. Siwoo Kim also, if you're looking at statistics on off the tee and then strokes gained approach, he's a very advantageous pick. The problem is for him and his list of stuff is he's a bad putter. But again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fading that kind of statistic this week because I think the greens are going to be pretty good, pretty smooth. But Scotty Scheffler of the favorites is the favorite of the favorites in doing the numbers because he is markedly talking about 5 6% more accurate off the tee than John Rahm, and all of the top players are saying you got to hit the fairway this week. So give me the 6% edge off the tee with Scotty Scheffler in terms of fairways hit this season. Yeah, I took Scotty Scheffler because I had second pick and the guy in my draft of the the one pool that I care about winning uh, a lot, um, he took Rahm. I was like, okay, one time I'm happy you took Rahm. I like Scheffler here. Rom's fairway percentage is around 62. Now, I'm sure he could shorten up and hit every fairway he wants to, yeah. but Scotty's around you know two-thirds of the time. That, that's a significant margin. Scotty shot a 65 last week and couldn't putt. I mean, that's how good the rest of his game is. I mean, you know, he's just got to be average putting if you're going to be that good and everything else tee to green. Uh, this has been it, – it's it's been fun because I do think the leaderboard is going to be awesome. I think we're going to get the names of the names, and I actually think Rory's going to play well this week. He seems completely done with trying to placate and be nice to everybody and do this whole thing about I'm the face of the tour. I'm tired of being the face of the tour. I'm exhausted. I showed up exhausted at Augusta. I purposely took time afterwards. I don't have time for Alan Shipnuck's questions anymore. I've already answered it, Alan, several times. Stop asking me about crystal ball nonsense. I'm going to go play golf. Well, you know, here's the craziest thing, which I did not recognize until last night, and I think Brandel said it, and then I remember reading uh, a number this morning that backed it up. He's been this you wouldn't have known because of his performance at Augusta. T to Green, he's been awesome. He's in the top 20 in every meaningful category that involves hitting a golf ball. Is he's 200th in putting? Exactly. Which again, I think this week is it favors. The other thing is the trend with Rory is after his darkest lows, he usually bounces back. He's roaring back. It has not been at majors in nine years. So that's that's buyer beware. Maybe you play him at a top five. You get a decent, you can get a decent number at top five for Rory. Absolutely. Playing anybody to win is a long shot. I mean, he has finished second in a few majors in the last couple of years, including Augusta. I mean, it it happens. Uh, Now, it may be backdoor, but I don't care for the purposes of money. Sure. If I'm just betting top 10, okay. Yeah. Feel pretty good about that. Uh, No, I think he'll play well here. And if it's 55 degrees and raining, I like him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because nobody hits it further than him and Schrader. When it comes to just looking at the drive percentage, he'll, he'll make up a huge amount on the field. The problem on Friday is the wind. And, and the wind is supposed to die down as the day goes on, which is why that afternoon side. Like Thursday, tomorrow it's supposed to be fine throughout the day, but it's Friday that is the problem child. And so if the if the forecast holds, and who the hell knows? You know, it might not. But a guy like Tony Finau, I think, is squarely in the mix if he Certainly can survive do. Friday morning. If Ricky Fowler can survive Friday morning, oh I think goodness. he's squarely in the mix. Oh, Ricky. But if it's can, blowing, can it be? If it's blowing 25, 30 miles an hour, plus it's, it's raining – I mean, 76 might be a good number on Thursday morning, whereas that's a 73 in the afternoon. You've got a um, you got a fun pick there, man. I think universally people would be pulling for Ricky to, to go ahead and get that major. You've been too good for too long yeah. with all those second-place finishes in your life, and you've served this, this hellish run in which you've been of no importance whatsoever on the tour. You haven't mattered in forever. I'd have to see who else was on the board before I say I'm all in behind Ricky. I think you would. I think you would. You'd be like, get you one. Feels right that you'd have one. It feels right that you'd have one. There are guys. Sean McKeel has one. Come on now, damn it. Jason Duffner has one. No, no. Everybody rallied around Sergio 
for his one. Even, yeah, so I think yeah, yeah. I, they would. But then it, and Ricky's a better guy than Serge. Then he can go away though. You go away now, Ricky. I, I kind of like the new Ricky. He's quiet, <laughs> doesn't say a lot. Wait till he wins one. Oh. Well. All of a sudden, the rest of that resume looks good. Two-time TPC Sawgrass yeah, Jim. Right. Yeah, all those yeah. other things look good. Yeah. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day. And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Saw this on Monday, right here in good old Tallahassee. How was it? Good. They were good. They were really good. And uh, it was the second song they played. I wondered, Mario and I were debating over under four songs before this was played. And we had this thought of, okay, so you got like six you have to play, and then you can fill in the pieces with other select that you like if you're the band. But you got six you have to play, and this being chief amongst them, do you wait till after the first four? and play one of your lesser hits early to, to get the appetite served there? Or do you go, let's come out the box with it. I'm tired of singing this song. I've sang it for 50 years. Let me let me get it on. So the charisma was on point? Oh, yeah, and his voice was great, and he he looked, yeah, he was still, he still had it. Okay. How Ready? late did it go? 11-something. Wow, they played a long set. Yeah, they played. They played. They weren't fooling around. It was good. I was very pleased, Tom. I had to scratch it off my list. I've been wanting to see the Furs for a long, 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 long time, so... Uh, they they were fun. Can I interest you in Joaquin Neiman? No? All right. How about Gary Woodland at plus 10,000? Whoa. Are you reading off of my team? No. I said I said Neiman was a sleeper. and I got Oh, I, 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 I think I misheard that. I didn't hear that. So I've got Neiman as a sleeper. You got, you got Gary Woodland, too? I do. Do you have Justin Rose on that list? I don't, but I can see why you would. Again, just he, he checks all the boxes. If you look at Justin Rose in the strokes gain category this mm -hmm. year, He's top 20 in a lot of them. Top 20. He's having a nice little late career. I don't know what he's on, but we'll see if it at least nets a top 10. Or I think in the case of 
DraftKings. You just want them to make cuts and not finish dead-ass last. Yeah, everybody make the cut. Let's all make the cut here. So I thought of you, and this is a short segment, so I'll use it here, because you're also level-headed with this sort of thing. But I'm shifting gears to Major League Baseball, where the Mets are a disaster. And they have a 40-man payroll of $377 million. It's the highest payroll, and by the way, the highest payroll by far in the history of baseball. And we want to stay. It's $82 million more than the next highest payroll in the game, which is the New York Yankees. So, for example, if you wanted to argue bang for your buck, well, that would be the argument you would make for, I don't know, the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles' payroll, the whole thing, is 82 million. They're really good. Really good. So Joe Pisnowski wrote something interesting on the history of teams that spend money poorly. And there are three traps. And I want to hear which one of these traps you think right. the Mets are in. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. A long history of baseball teams that have spent money poorly. These are the three traps that he discovered in his research. Trap one, overspending on older players. <laughs> I think that's – are we done here? Yeah, let's hear the other two because it might be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They put too much faith in a player who's had too few good seasons. That is to say, they go in on a guy that had a good year. Okay. They're paying the price for long-term contracts that have long been upside down, meaning production's not there for the value and – yeah, it's uh, 70, 30, 1, and 3. I think what's going on with them right now is the ownership group wants to overhaul the farm system. They want to have the best farm system, and, and they're starting to spend more on that part of the process. But they're trying to overspend to bridge the gap, and certainly they are overspending, oh. so they've accomplished that goal. But like I said when we were looking at Fangraph's futures and wagers for Vegas, if the Mets are anywhere in the mid-90s, take the under. Take the under. Yeah, These guys are too old. They're too old. They're going to miss significant time. And even if they won 88 games, they made the playoffs, and and who knows? They still could. But it's not looking likely. But even if that were to happen, it's still an easy under, and you're going to cash. You just can't have Verlander and Scherzer be your top two and not expect injuries. That's going to – or declining performance. Right. It has to happen at some point. Number one, the the overspending on older players is the one that happens most frequently. Um, The 2018 Giants – are a good example. They had a payroll of over $200 million for a 25-man roster. That was the second highest in baseball, but they weren't a good team at all. Nobody expected anything of them. They'd lost 98 games in 2017, and they didn't do anything. They went 73 and 89 and didn't pull, uh, didn't get out of fourth place until after July 14th. And here's what they spent their money on. They spent $22 million on our friend and team legend, Buster Posey who was 31 years old and had uh, not a great Posey season. He only hit five home runs and slugged under 400. Time was running out on Obama. Slugged under 400? Slugged under 400. He had five home runs. It's a big ballpark. Hit a lot of doubles. (laughs) Could have a lot of doubles to get the slugging percentage up over 400. Struggle bus for Buster that year. They spent $21 million on 32-year-old Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto made nine starts that year. They spent $40 million... On Mark Melanson. Oh, Melancone. There's my man. I forgot about old Melancone. Yeah. So Melanson, who was a stud for the Pirates in the back end of that three-year run where they were actually okay, uh, 
made $40 million and wasn't good. They also had Jeff Samarja. Wow. Notre Dame wide receiver, Jeff Samarja. Those two combined uh, for 73 total mediocre innings. <laughs> That's a problem. They spent $18.6 million on Pablo Sandoval, who was 31 and a part-time player. They spent $18.5 million on Hunter Pence, who was 35 and now a part-time player. And they spent $28 million on the ghost of Evan Longoria and Andrew McCutcheon. Now, both were average that year. McCutcheon has gone on to have some decent seasons since. So... Longoria had one recently, too. Yeah, they, they sprinkled in one more. I was once good season. Yeah, swan yeah. song, yeah. The Mets team with the biggest payroll in baseball history is old. $86 million of their dollars go to 38-year-old Max Scherzer, 40-year-old Justin Verlander. The rest doesn't matter when more than a quarter of your 25-man roster payroll goes to players who are playing professional baseball when the first iPhone came out. <laughs> that is yeah. a bit of a problem. Starley Marte is 34, and as much as I love Starley Marte, he is 34, his best days are behind him. Yeah, that was a contract that was signed to be productive on the front end, and he it's falling apart faster than they thought. You can usually absorb that if the other yeah. things are going right, but nothing's going right elsewhere. Kana, is that his name? Uh, Kana. Kana, it's 34. McNeil, 31. Nemo, 30. Uh, unfortunate, you could not have foreseen the injury to Edwin Diaz, obviously, mm -hmm. but now your bullpen's ankled anchored by 38-year-old David Robertson. It is around the ankles, yeah. Ottavino is 37. Mm -hmm. Brooks Raley is 35. Yeah, it's the pitching. The, the lineup stuff can be fixed. They've got four youngsters. They just called one up today for you fantasy baseball players out there. Mark Vientos, take a flyer on him if you've got a large bench. You never know. He opts for his career in AAA over 1,000. Uh, 40 home runs in AAA, which there's a lot of home runs at that level, but still. So take a flyer on him. They have the pipeline ready for that stuff. You're going to be fine. You have an owner but, who has more money than he knows what to do with. You'll correct. just continue to throw money at the problem. But it is interesting for this year, anyhow, that that is an astronomical payroll that is the all-time highest, and they're not. I'm unless Verlander and Scherzer get healthy, they're not going to the playoffs. There's a lot more spots for the playoffs, so you only <laughs> need to get to the mid to upper 80s. To, I mean, if this was a four-spot deal... Three division winners and a wild card, I totally agree with you. There would be zero chance. Yeah. But because of the expanded I've, playoffs. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Outside chance. Outside shot. All right. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply There's no doubt that buying a home can feel overwhelming, especially if it's your first home. You're worried about location, school zones, square footage, inspections, insurance, loan approvals, interest rates, and of course, the price. Buying a home could be the most significant investment you've ever made, but there's good news. You have our friends at Legendary Home Loans on your side, 
and in your corner going to bat for you. Shannon Young from Legendary Home Loans can help first-time homebuyers get up to $25,000 for your down payment for first responders, veterans, teachers, military, and healthcare workers. And that's not all. Shannon is an expert navigator of the home loan terrain, and you can trust that he is going to get you the most competitive interest rates and guide you through the process of every step along the way. Shannon will also get your closing costs reduced. It's the Hometown Heroes Program at Legendary Home Loans. Give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. It's 844-FSU-LOAN. Go to FSUHomeLoans.com and ask for Shannon Young. And you know they give uh, $250 every time they sell one of these homes uh, to the Battle's End. And, man, there's all kinds of celebrating going on there. People are kicking ass. And, hey, you know what? Maybe later today we'll get that announcement we've been waiting on, Tom. I'm Crossing my fingers. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know when Keon Coleman's making his announcement. I want to know one way or the other, though. I'm ready to go. There is a recruiting chat tonight on War Chant TV. Boom! 7.30 p.m. I would hope that it is a reaction show to the good news. I hope it doesn't string out into that period of time, into the waning hours of the day. I would think if Keon really wanted maximum exposure for his announcement via social media, because don't they all announce it on social media first? He would do so in the next five minutes. It would be great exposure. Wouldn't that be great? It would be great. Right now. Let's go. I would uh, I would tell you that. You felt good about this legitimately. I, I continue to feel good about you it. You need to start a website called IFollowTheTransfers.com. Because you're, you're batting pretty high with it. It's, it's your new defensive tackle high school blue chipper. I was a master for a stretch there. You know, when guys are in the zone. And they can't miss, and for whatever reason, just they, they're so comfortable standing over the ball or taking the shot or whatever it might be, whatever sport, respectively, they play. Yeah, there was a time where I could just look at a name of a defensive tackle. Maybe a little bit of extra info here or there, something about where they're from or what. Maybe. And tell you, yay or nay. You need further proof that live reads work. Every time I hear somebody say, in the zone, I hear Gene Deckerhoff on the Buccaneers oh, broadcast yeah. Oh, saying, yeah. They're in the Zeno zone, powered by Zeno Office Solutions. Yes. And I, I just, that always stuck with me. <laughs> Live <laughs> reads work, advertisers, they do. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I'm thinking that no, no, no later than tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about Keon Coleman and where he is. Tallahassee? That's where I've been leaning this whole time. I've, I felt good about it. I felt like when he didn't immediately take that deal uh, with Ole Miss that things were looking better and better for Florida State. I don't know. I never told you 100%, but I just felt good about it. We often talk about things that we should do, and we have a good laugh, and most of them never happen. This should file under the category of, of yes, it's going to happen. I believe we should have a, a, a term and a little prop over there on your side. Remember with the ding-ding, uh, the you got the bell? It's over there somewhere. Is the bell still here? Yeah. Is it still? Is it still working? There we go. Yeah. Yeah. How about Cameron's crystal ball or Cameron's <laughs> crystal balls? So there are people who do this for a living. Michael Langston being one of them. There yeah. are people at other networks that do it's this. Another they network recruiting. Shtick. Yeah. It, the crystal ball is another network shtick. But if you had one of those cool ones that creates the electricity, the electricity when, you put, your when fingers, you put your hands on it. Yeah. yeah. And I could do this. And then tell you, yeah, wouldn't that be something? We could put it right behind you on the desk. There's a space like right it. there. I'd like to place it right here. I could do it. You guys could see the camera right there, and I'd be touching. And I'd tell you the deal. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have to do that. Um, some of the time, 
there's real information regarding, you know, a player, and 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 I know it, and uh, I have to be careful about how I present it. Other times, it's just a gut feeling, just a feeling, and I try to imply that as well. I I try to intimate what's what I'm thinking when I say these things, also. But I I laid this one bare. I said, look, man, it's a perfect place to come play for him. If you leave Michigan State because quarterback play is suspect and you want to play somewhere where, you know, the quarterback is at the very least in the upper crust and you want to play on a very productive offense, you have all the evidence in the world that you need that Florida State is going to be in a perfect position next year to really move the football. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 winning's important to you. They're going to win a lot of games. What do we think? The worst case scenario for Florida State next year is ten and two. Maybe the worst case scenario would be nine and three. I was looking at the Nebula plasma balls as you were asking that question. Hey it's only at uh, twenty to thirty bucks, so this is going to happen. I think ten is the floor if Jordan's healthy. If Jordan stays healthy, I mean, come on, what are we doing here? You've got enough depth on the offensive line. You have enough depth in the defensive interior to get the job done. And if you were to get good news today, and Keon Coleman's a part of receiver. You have more depth to fortify a big issue at receiver. Running backs loaded. Tight ends. I mean, if Jordan's healthy, yeah, 10. It's got to be the bottom for the 12-game season. Got to be the bottom. Yeah, it's hard to find that other loss. I just know that when we do extremes, when you say the ceiling for Florida State, if you say it's undefeated, then I think you could say the floor, the worst-case scenario is 9-3. and three. Worst case. You lose a roadie against somebody you shouldn't. Turn it over four times, give up a special teams touchdown. Next thing you know, you lose 38-35 to Pitt. Something crazy. You know, Ooh. I mean, yeah, that'd be something, right? Just even saying that though. I know. 30, yeah, 38 yeah. points for yeah. Pitt. Well, I mean, a special teams touchdown and four turnovers. I mean, I gave him a lot of help. 38 points for Pitt? I gave him a lot of help. Hey, they just did have a quarterback go in the first round. They could score. That team could score. They were they were they ran counter to what they would like to do. What their head coach tells you he wants to do. Kick field goals. Yeah. From the one. From the one. Yeah. That's then, that's my man. And then Trevor Maddich ran to be his uh, white knight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trevor. I always got along with Trevor on the set. Anytime I did uh, game day for uh, radio, uh, he, he's a nice enough guy. Uh, and he argues passionately for what he believes in, even if it's foolish like kicking field goals from the one. What do the analytics say about that? Well, we could tell you. Yeah, that's, that's very specifically. That's, that's the whole point. Is we could tell you what they <laughs> it tells say. Tells you that this is acidine. Don't kick it from the one. And Trevor, come on, this is not the time to fight for analytics. It needs to be fourth and three from the thirty-eight that you want to have that fight. Yeah, what was okay? the line? Was the line where we were? You know, yeah, we made fun of it because it was sort of like not believing in a map. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says this says it's north. So the map tells oh, you that the compass? city you're looking for is north yeah. and you're going to believe them? Yes, yes. <laughs> I am. It's like I was having the discussion with you not long ago about taking serious the plight of players who suffer concussions and doing more in terms of equipment and aiding the sport as opposed to remaining in the dark ages because we'd like to see it played and billions of dollars are at stake, and the health of the players are at stake. It's almost like science won. Well, yeah. So Trevor Maddich would stand a chance because he's such a large human being on the frontier if he was you know, trying to migrate from the eastern United States out west back in the 19th century. 
but he would refuse technology and or the stars. <laughs> yes. to guide him. No, we're going to go with how I feel. This looks correct. His Oregon Trail mm. likelihood of death. Dysentery. 80-20. But he could, he could maybe fight. Broken a, leg. He could fight a beast and get away. He was strong enough to do that in his heyday. You know, I'm always fascinated by the idea of just going blindly into the great divide there and thinking about, well, running into stuff you've never seen before, like a grizzly bear. And then be like, well, we did not think about this before we left, guys. There's, this is ridiculous. There's things out here that want to eat us. And there are people out here that want to kill us. And they're good at it. They've been doing it for years. And we can't communicate with them. No. We're, we come in peace. They don't care. This is not good. <laughs> I, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. I know this. We're going to be all right here. I got my little log cabin. Got some water over here. I got the boys. I put them to work. Till the land. Look, the cavalry doesn't come in peace. <laughs> we do. Big difference. So I don't know the answer as to when Keon Coleman is going to make his announcement. There is all kinds of uh, speculation as to when that would be. I was originally told that perhaps that would happen on Monday. It is now Wednesday. I give up on trying to judge with any degree of consistency what a kid is going to do when they make announcements about the school they plan to attend. But I will only say that, again, I feel very, very good about Florida State's chances whenever it is that he announces. And to Tom's point, let's hope it is very soon because that would aid the discussion tonight for the recruiting chat. 7.30 p.m., Warchan TV. Subscribe to the channel. Absolutely free. All right, we'll come back and wrap it up momentarily, get you those probables and all that good stuff. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. You heard the ad there if you're listening in town on the radio. My friends at Power Mill sponsoring the segment here for Probables, Power Mill Training Academy, equipping and motivating athletes focused on baseball and softball and giving them the tools to reach their true potential. Don't forget, summer is rapidly approaching, rapidly approaching. And um, you're going to want to send your kids off to camp so that you don't have to parent them. It's important to get kids out of the house under somebody else's supervision so that you can breathe. (laughs) Softball, baseball camps from our friends at Power Mill, and uh, they're good at it. They're good at teaching and developing strong fundamental skills and kids get the most out of it. It's a good thing. Check out for more information, powermillsports.com. Cue it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Pirates are currently telling the Tigers to suck it six to nothing in the seventh inning. Rich Hill got the start for the Buccos. Eduardo Rodriguez. Started for the Tigers and took a whooping. Nothing, nothing in these other games. are just warming up out on the field, getting ready to welcome in first pitch. Graham Ashcroft of the Reds. Rockies will throw Austin Gomber. Twins, Dodgers, Sonny Gray, Dustin May. D-backs, A's, Ryan Nelson, Luis Medina. Hey, when the A's go to Las Vegas, unfortunately, are they still going to wear the green? They got to. The green is tight. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They also shouldn't be moving from over. Yeah, there's talk that they would name themselves something different. No. Even if it says, like, the aces, you still got to keep the cap with the A. The cap must remain. I just don't like any of it. I wish they wouldn't move at all. 
I would forbid it. I agree. Phillies, Giants, Tuan Walker, Ross Stripling, Royals, Padres, Carlos Hernandez, Yu Darvish. Angels, Orioles, Griffin Canning. You are sharing a cart with Griffin Canning because I am not. What'd you shoot today, Griffin? 77-92. Kyle Bradish goes for the Orioles. Nats, Marlins, Mackenzie Gore, Edward Cabrera. Yankees, Blue Jays, Garrett Cole, Chris Bassett. We got the Mariners and the Red Sox, Marco Gonzalez and Brian Bello. Rays, Mets, Josh Fleming, Sengasun. Come on, Kodai. Four and two with a 4 one four. He's like middle of the pack. He's doing exactly what he should be doing. Right. You just need if the other guys. All of the <laughs> others were doing what they should be doing. Right. Brewers, Cardinals, Corbin Burns, Matthew Liberatore. Oh. Liberation. Braves, Rangers, Spencer Strider, Nathan Avaldi, Cubs, Astros, Drew Smiley, JP France. Uh, Guardians, White Sox, Peyton Battenfield, and Mike Clevenger. And that is a look at those that shall reside of the boat. What were you going to say? The way you said JP France is perfect. Yeah. For I was trying to be an ugly American. Well, because, well, no. <laughs> it's you get the voicemail. Yeah. You have reached the mailbox for JP France. Yeah. Shouting it into yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the phone. I want to do that. I'm over the age of 50, so now I want to do things like that. My dad does. Yeah. But so does my dad. It's not angry. It's just he wants to announce you. Yeah, he wants to make sure you can hear. You have reached the mailbox for Thomas Lang. <laughs> <laughs> like, dad, lighten up. Yeah, man. Uh, this isn't an answering service where you got to get through the menu. This mm-hmm. is your voicemail. You can have some fun with it. J.P. France. <laughs> the mailbox is full. Yeah. Has not been set up yet. Uh, no, but so you had in the same uh, probable segment, Peyton Battenfeld and Griffin Canning. Best friends from the same town. Oh, yes, they In the are. same gated community, in the same club, still cheating. I got to tell you, Battenfield and Canning are the next... <laughs> JT and Jordan Spieth. These guys, they're just something else. Should have seen them on the Walker Cup team. So I do get to make a lot of wagers. I got to give you a link to a pool, Tom, after we're off the air here. We've got we got money to wager on the first, uh, the, the second major of the year. Here we go. PGA Championship. What would you identify as the PGA Championship? What is the thing that signifies the PGA Championship? Because there really isn't, there isn't one. You know what like, Augusta is. You know what like the British is. Akin you under- to in yeah. different sports? No, or? I just don't think it has. It, it doesn't have an identity. I know what it is, and I understand why PGA Tour professionals love it and feel connected to it. But those other places, the Open, the U.S. Open, and Augusta, obviously, you kind of associate immediately when it's talked about the style of play, the course, you know, whatever it might be. You have a, a sense of what it is. You just don't with the PGA Championship. It's a floating sort of, I don't know. Yeah, the thought that I would associate with the PGA Championship is, oh, yeah, it's PGA Championship week. Yeah. that Because it's moved. It used to be the season's final major. Glory's last shot. All right, Jim Nance, you tried. That's not bad. But now it's the season's second major. Glory's second shot. Right, it just doesn't right. it work. It doesn't work, no. It doesn't know if it wants to be a score fest or a U.S. Open. It's not consistent in that regard. I, the players has more personality 
than the PGA Championship. Period. By the way, Brian, I don't know if you're right or wrong, but you're saying that uh, that 4.30 would be the time for this announcement and that it's been confirmed. Well, if Brian in the chat is right, then there you go. But I just well, wanted to prove to you that I would read it without needing to be paid. I don't ever solicit that. Okay, so on IG, he put 3.30, but you just don't know what time zone he's in. So, yeah, I suppose that means that he's in the central time zone. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned. I'll know when he says where he's going. Looks like the... Uh, Florida State Seminoles men's golf team will be joining the women's golf team in the national championships. Damn right. There you go, Trey Jones. Top five advance to the next round from the regionals. Florida State is currently in fourth, but nine clear of sixth place, NC State. So it's not completely done, but nine clear is. Get yourself get yeah. yourself some, NC State. Get you that. All right, well, crossing my fingers. I, uh... Obviously, adore Trey and root for Florida State. So here we go. We'll see what happens uh, with that squad. But it's nice that the men have joined the women, and uh, hopefully, here soon, we're we're talking about uh, way to your stakes, Tom. Way to your stakes. You got to make it to TV. Both of these teams have got to make it to the Golf Channel coverage because they don't cover the first few days. And also, by the way, I continue to point this out just for for uh, the audience's concern. You know, ever since Brooks decided to betray the PGA Tour and join Stupid Ass Live, we don't have that Florida State guy that we get to see each week and get excited about, except Vincent Norman is on the yep. rise, baby. You'll see Brooks again this weekend. Yeah, you will this weekend. He'll be in one of the final few pairings. If this thing really is burnt out. Probably. He found his fairway swing off the tee. That's the key for him. If he puts it in the fairway. I just don't think Augusta portends of anything for anybody. I mean, Phil finished second. Phil sucks. He's not going to do anything in this tournament. So I mean, it's, he did this win is, the PGA two years ago. But what? But you get out of nowhere. He was not in form. Yeah. All of that, and he's still not in form. It's just Augusta throws back time, and you know if you know how to play the course, you see lots of weird things happen there, like Bernard Longer contending in his eighties. <laughs> Uh, good work out of you. Thank you, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a good night. Let's cross our fingers on Keon Coleman. Let's see if we go ahead and confirm that later today. We can celebrate and talk about that tomorrow because I think it does mean something if they get him. Peace!